Oh, what? You want me to do it? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Andy, it's your side All right. Honestly, I'm leaving that in. Welcome to Sidebar, the bite-sized episodes of Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. I'm Laura Temme, and apparently Andy is not capable of introducing himself, so I'm, I'm here with Andy Leonetti. I'm sorry. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> you know, just, see, this is what you, you should appreciate me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have Vady Himata. Who's going to do the intro? Oh, oh you guys it. are going to have to figure it out on your own. I will be in sunny California. So, uh, yeah, we've got a... Pretty interesting topic to talk about today. It's something that has been in the news quite a bit the last few months. I didn't really expect to end up talking about Alec Baldwin on this show, but we're going to because of a very unfortunate accident that happened. Oh, gosh. When was that now? 2021. 2021. Yeah, it's been already. a while. Oh, man. It feels yeah. like yesterday. And so I know, Andy, you were going to fill us in on some of the details it's funny, this is going to call back to another time we've done, to another sidebar we've done, um, which is a big mistake that Alec Baldwin made here. But um, for, you know, everybody remembers, he was rehearsing a scene on the set of, of a movie in New Mexico, mm-hmm. a movie that he was acting in and was serving as the executive producer of uh, his, his production mm-hmm. company, um, and he was practicing uh, drawing a revolver and pointing it at the camera when the gun goes off and the gun mm-hmm. bullet hits, strikes and kills the cinematographer and wounds mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. film's director. At first, this is kind of, it's, you know, it's all, how could the gun go off? How could the gun go off? And well, you know what? Mm-hmm. The trigger has to be pulled on this gun for it to go off. So... <laughs> So the triggers, so the trigger's been pulled. Um, That's that's determined. Um, But then, but also, what Alec Baldwin claims is he was handed what is called a quote cold gun, which is essentially Mm -hmm. a gun that shouldn't kill somebody. Um, Laura, you've handled weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Okay. Now I have to explain. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've probably talked on the show before about um, doing theater in the past. And yeah, I have worked on a couple shows where we did use firearms. We generally would use blanks, obviously. But yeah, it's... it's Which surprised me because I just... <laughs> I was like, wouldn't you just use a prop well, gun with a sound it effect? It depends on the show. It does. Because the thing is, the, the thing with using a real gun... You get the, I mean, you get the true noise, you get the smoke, you get, it It definitely is a very impactful prop, but obviously these props have to be used very, very carefully. So the shows that I have worked on that involved guns, anyone, any actors, any crew, anybody who had to handle the gun had to be trained on it. There's certain safety protocols you have to follow. Yeah. One show, we tested the gun every night before the show to make sure that it, A, wouldn't get jammed or go off by accident or something it's usually a whole process yeah that's for Mm -hmm. theater so it it does make a little bit of sense that you can't recreate the same sound effect convincingly but in a movie you feel like it would be it would be different um and and i am also surprised that they have real guns besides the live round that was in the gun 
there were other live rounds. People that asked is why the hell why the hell were all of these live rounds on set right. and not just and not blanks, which are designed to mm-hmm. like what you were saying. Um, but this was but the gun, it was a live it was a live round. Um, and yeah, that's the really crazy. And thing. Alec Baldwin says up and down that he was handed that that it was announced, and I think people, other people, have attested to this. That it kind of, as the gun moves through the chain of custody from the the armorer, the person whose job it is on set to handle the weapon, hands it to the assistant mm-hmm. director, who hands it to Baldwin each time, like it is being announced, cold gun. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this reminds me of going back to Torts, and there is a. But for cause, like there's like a whole chain of who started but the fire. <laughs> now, after a year long, after a lengthy investigation, prosecutors in New Mexico say that they are, that they int- say that they intend to charge Baldwin. He is not, this has not happened yet. Um, they intend to charge mm-hmm. Baldwin and the film's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, with involuntary manslaughter charges. And, but already adding a little, uh, adding, making things a little more difficult for these two is that assistant director David Halls, who Baldwin says is the one who handed him the gun, will be aiding the prosecution because he has already pled guilty to a charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. And so the main, and so the main question that everyone's asking is, is Alec Baldwin going to go to jail? Yeah. Because just for a little context here, too, uh, a conviction on involuntary manslaughter in New Mexico usually carries a sentence, carries a possible sentence of up to 18 months in prison. However, if a gun is involved, the mandatory minimum prison term becomes five years. Yeah. And so everyone's singing like, holy, holy cow, is Alec Baldwin going to like get locked up for a couple years mm-hmm. for this? Yeah. I'm gonna. I know he doesn't like it, but I'm going to because the guy's smart and we love him. Uh, Stephen Ellison, es- Steve Ellison, Esquire, Steve. Steve. <laughs> who, who we love, who, Steve. He's our biggest fan. Who who, who he's all dedicated listener stuff. too. So hey there, we know uh, you're for listening. For Law, <laughs> the man is a longtime mm-hmm. uh, former practicing attorney, and um, mm-hmm. he's very smart. And what he was, what he has said is that. At the start of this investigation, it would be very hard for the prosecution to prove that Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. is guilty, that there is is guilty of involuntary manslaughter. First off, we don't know what uh, we don't know what evidence prosecutors have, but if going off initial news reports of what happened on set, it would be difficult to prove that he committed a crime beyond a reasonable doubt because other people are handing mm-hmm. him this gun. However, yeah. <laughs> however, <laughs> Alec Baldwin did the one thing we have told people not to do, even <laughs> on this podcast on findlaw.com mm-hmm. and, and on this yep. podcast. What, what, do we t- what do we tell you to do? You have one job. If the police want to ask you questions, you shut the hell up. And get a lawyer. <laughs> we don't care if you're a celebrity. Or if you're innocent. Still don't talk to them. Get an attorney. People falsely confess to things all the time. Because this was, because Alec looks like he might have been able to be fine until he talked. The day that this happened, 
he went and sat down with two detectives and talked with them for more than an hour answering oh my gosh. answering every without without an attorney without mm-hmm. an attorney they Alec Baldwin has been arrested before for punching people yeah, for he getting should know. in scrapes with with paparazzi photographers right. and stuff Alec Baldwin has been read mm-hmm. his rights before and mm-hmm. he asks he asked, my only question is, am I being charged with something? No, police say, nope, nope. Reading his rights, which they apprised him of. They apprised him of his right to remain silent, but they noted that it was, quote, mm-hmm. just a formality. It's never just a form. No, it's at never. The end of the interview, it's at Miranda the end rights, of the, folks. We had a whole episode about this. At the end this. of the interview, they told him that they, to- they informed him that the cinematographer, Helena Hutchins, had died. He thought, Alec Baldwin thought that she had just been shot he didn't know that she was dead mm-hmm. yet mm. so this was recently and way after the wrongful death suit stuff had wrapped up then i mean it would have been right after the accident if she didn't even know that she was yeah dead. the interview with the police was the day it happened the mm. day it happened yeah he, the when when police came up police show up and they say you know this is a crime scene that's all well and good they're doing their job you mm-hmm. as a private citizen who presumably just does not want to go to jail, <laughs> uh-huh. does not have to answer questions. You can say, yeah, you're, they don't need your, your help. lawyer doesn't, they don't need your help. And it doesn't help you to like, you're proactively, your trying lawyer to doesn't even have to answer questions for you. <laughs> but right. certainly don't try to be a smart Alec and try to handle uh-huh. yourself. Yeah. He also then after this, he was even a bigger smart aleck. Thank you. You're you're good at those. He goes and sits down. <laughs> he goes and sits down with George Stephanopoulos for a really lengthy interview, mm-hmm. where Alec Baldwin is now. If he do, if this case does not get pled out before it reaches a trial, Alec Baldwin is going to is going to sit in front of a jury. And there is now an interview that he is given with George Stephanopoulos where he's. Where he's asked, where George Stephanopoulos asks him if he feels any guilt over this, and he says oh, no. Someone, and then he says, someone is responsible, but it's not me. Which, you know, <laughs> I when I first read that, I didn't think it was that bad. This is not legal advice at all. This is purely my opinion. I did not think it was that bad because that statement alone out of context, isn't that bad. But there's more mm-hmm. context of the interview, right? Where he where he seems to be... This statement in itself isn't necessarily incriminating, but what the point here is that if it is read to a jury, and that's a big if because there are a number of hearsay rules with a ton of exceptions that mm-hmm. could or couldn't mm-hmm. uh, make mm-hmm. that statement not readable to a jury. The point yeah. here is, though, if that statement does get in front of a jury, it would make them less sympathetic to him. Right. Not necessarily that it would incriminate right, not, or show it right. as science. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's in the court of public opinion, he now looks like mm-hmm. a bit of a dismissive jackass about the whole thing. Because he's a celebrity and he did these interviews on air, even though the, a jury is supposed to be like, in an, an ideal jury is supposed to be in a vacuum outside of outside influence, like they're going to have seen this interview. Jury selection is going to be very hard if this yeah. goes to a trial because they're going to yeah. have a very hard time finding a jury of people who either haven't already heard about this or don't have an opinion on it. Yeah. And so hearsay, keeping this interview evidence out of court, out of a jury's ears, is not necessarily even going to be effective, even if it should it should be. But he talked to cops 
without a lawyer present. Just don't. If there's one thing that we can hopefully teach everyone is to don't talk to law enforcement without a lawyer. This was essentially like in the heat of battle because this thing had just happened. Mm -hmm. He's very stressed out. He's probably got like adrenaline Mm -hmm. racing through him. And he's probably also, I'm Mm going to help. I I will. Blah, 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 blah. And he just sits there and dissembles for an hour about that because Mm -hmm. at times he essentially is, he comes off like an actor. Like he's like, he's definitely trying Mm -hmm. to kayfabe it a bit with the cops too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like he, and where he's, it turns like filibustering and he's being overly verbose mm-hmm. and he's just like, dude, you're not, this doesn't work in this yeah. situation because they've already, because they're already like the cop in the cops's heads. Who had the, who held the gun at the time it went off? You? Yeah, okay, the investigation need, has already started. Okay, we need to talk to you. This is they are in mm-hmm. they are investigating the death and mm-hmm. you are a part of it whether or not you think you're responsible or not or don't make their job easier. <laughs> Here's why it's more dangerous to 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 talk to the police though than to like do an interview or or say something to somebody else because once you've been mirandized again as we have said what you say can and will right. be held against you, which is not the same if you're doing an interview. In theory, in theory, if you're doing an interview on air. It's just a formality. <laughs> <laughs> they can get oh, you, even man. if you don't take the stand, they can oh. get that evidence back in, in front of a jury. So any kind of admission you make or any kind of any kind of discrepancy you have, right? Mm-hmm. Like there, there was some kind of like, he, he just talked about what how they're, he didn't pull the trigger or something like that. If if you if you um, slip up and say the wrong thing or, or say say something truthful in front of them and then kind of take your words mm-hmm. back in front of the court, then they're going to be able to hold you to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's in front of a jury, and then that's a good point. Ugh. He did. I left that. I forgot that he did tell he in that interview. He said that he did not pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a Colt well, a Colt something a Colt forty five single action revolver must have the trigger pulled. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So well, it's not like he dropped it on the floor or something. Like it was in his hand. He was holding it. it he was it doesn't pointing look good. it. Yeah. <laughs> it and worst case good. scenario, if, if that gets and, and that will get in front of a jury, if that gets in front of a jury, the, even best case scenario, he's just going to look like he doesn't remember right, or he's incompetent, or he's you know negligent. Even if mm-hmm. he doesn't, even if the jury doesn't think he's lying or something. Yeah. You know? Right. I so. It all looks. It bad. all looks bad. Mm-hmm. It's like even if he pleads this out and mm-hmm. eventually doesn't go to jail, it looks a lot worse for him now than it did a year ago. And <laughs> remember, he also settled. He ended up settling a separate civil, not criminal, wrongful mm-hmm. death with mm-hmm. the um, with the Hutchins family. Yep. In theory, you settling a related suit on related actions is not supposed to influence whether a jury thinks you're guilty or it's not supposed mm-hmm. to be taken as a, as evidence of your own guilt. Right. But the jury will know about it inevitably. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they you, you can tell a jury what to think, but you can't stop making them think of elephants. Yep. Especially if you tell them not to think about an elephant. Uh, yeah, like I said, <laughs> jury, I do not envy the people who, if they have to do jury selection, I do not envy that job because it's going to be very hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, last week I said we probably will never have robot juries. I feel like sometimes <laughs> it might be helpful. <laughs> well, but then it wouldn't exactly be a jury of your peers, would it? <laughs> yep. 
So good luck to Alec Baldwin and his and his attorneys because we think they're gonna need a little bit of it. Thanks for listening to Sidebar from Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. We'll be releasing these every other week between our full-length episodes. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, send us an email at finelawpodcast at thompsonreuters.com. 